From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. There isn't just one MVP in your practice. That's like me having to pick as an administrator, which provider is my favorite. I'm not Mm going to do it. (laughs) Um, But what I mean is that there is a key and pivotal function that someone is fulfilling in every segment of that life cycle or in your business. When we consider that each person on your team can be an MVP in their particular seat, that allows you to actually amplify everyone across the board. That's Marie Stacks, president of Clinicology, a part of Boost Midwest, talking about the importance of identifying and celebrating MVPs in a medical practice. We'll hear more from Marie in just a moment, But first, a word from our sponsors. Join MGMA's Medical Practice Excellence Operations Conference, May 19th through the 21st in Austin, Texas. The Operations Conference gathers business leaders and professionals from across the healthcare industry to discuss optimized medical practice operations that address some of the biggest challenges facing healthcare organizations today. Go to mgma.com slash events to register. Iris retinal imaging exams help save the vision of patients with diabetic eye pathologies with a simple integrated technology solution. Iris was founded by a retina specialist who saw a problem, not just in his practice, but in the world and knew he wanted to fix it. What grew out of that mission is what you have today, a company committed not to making money by selling devices, but to ending all instances of preventable blindness in the US. Go to retinalscreenings.com to learn more. Our guest today is Marie Stacks president of Clinicology, a part of Boost Midwest. Marie is a featured speaker at this year's MGMA's Operations Conference, where she'll be presenting on how to amplify your front office MVP and improve practice revenue. Marie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me, Daniel. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I want to do a quick little recap here for our listeners. You are president of Clinicology. It's a part of Boost Midwest. So bring us up to speed on that. If you want to share anything about Clinicology with us and maybe some highlights of your career as well. Absolutely. So Clinicology is the sister company to Boost Midwest. Um, Both are oriented towards operations and optimizing high growth practices and companies. Clinicology actually has an added component of our Clinicology Academy. So we have created a suite of training that um, allows for your front office and your billing teams to really get up to speed as they're onboarding with you. So that's what makes Clinicology a little bit unique compared to Boost Midwest. Um, Obviously, Clinicology deals with our healthcare side of the business. um, And then Boost Midwest deals with kind of that external, all the other industries that we work with. So um, my personal journey has been a little dynamic uh, and somewhat non-traditional, so it's been really exciting to be able to, to land uh, at both of these companies. Oh, great. So you said you focus on high growth practices. How are you defining high growth and what, what's, 
what is that what does that mean exactly yeah so high growth really high growth businesses in general are companies that um, and we see this in healthcare as well where they're going through periods of expansion whether that is they are adding providers or they've gone into a new market um, one of our first clients that we worked with was actually a multi-location dental practice that had just added in a new location and said, ah, we're ready to add three more in three years. Um, so they have typically really aggressive goals for growth. Um, and then sometimes they're actually going through a transition period where they're changing ownership or they have okay. providers that are, are growing and moving out of the practice into, you know, the second phase of retirement or things like that. So um, really it's, it's practices and, and groups that are going through changes um, and they need some level of transformation support operationally. Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. I know there's been so much movement in the industry with mergers, acquisitions, um, all that going on and in there. I wasn't sure exactly what you meant with that high growth, but that makes perfect sense to me. So let's boil down then what your day to day looks like. I, I know it may not be there may not be such thing as a typical day. I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> what does a day look like for you? In my day-to-day, -day, I, you know, honestly, Daniel, I call it, it looks a little like popcorn, um, <laughs> which I like, of course, otherwise I wouldn't do it every day, but I spend a good part of my day working with our team and with our clients in those critical and strategic conversations about moving them out of either survival mode or chaos mode into more sustainable and manageable growth phases of, of their business. And then the other parts of my day are spent enjoying conversations with network colleagues like yourself and others where we're exchanging ideas, we're brainstorming, we're finding new resources to provide to our clients. So I'm a part of several very collaborative groups in that way. Um, and then of course, exploring new opportunities for bringing on new clients, whether it's for our operations audits or the tailored training solutions in our Clinicology Academy. So certainly not a boring day, any day no, of the week. It does not <laughs> sound like it at all. So uh... One of the reasons we're talking with you today is that you've been chosen as one of the featured speakers at MGMA's upcoming operations conference. That's going to be in Austin, Texas. You're going to be speaking Friday, May 20th. I know you and I were talking offline. You're excited to go to Austin for the first time. You may bump into Willie Nelson or Matthew McConaughey. Who knows? <laughs> There's anything could happen there. Austin is a really, really cool place. But um I did want to talk to you about your session. It's titled Amplify Your Front Office MVP and Improve Practice Revenue. I, I really do love that title. So just for our listeners, give us an elevator pitch. What's, what's going to happen in that session? Thanks. Yeah. So the elevator pitch would be if someone wants to join in on this session, they are likely wanting to focus on retaining their talent and really figuring out the best way to use each person's strengths on their team. As we all know, retaining talent right now in this market has become even more critical to our success in the practice. But oftentimes the best team members are the ones that we don't give as much empowerment to day to day. Um, and not to give too much away, but we are going to focus on how the information we use for KPIs and data on the back end of our billing process can actually shape how we operate on the front end and the best ways to implement those operational changes and really create that transformation um, in your team. Okay. Okay. In reading over your abstract, I, I really was struck by one line that was in there. And I'm going to quote this. You say that 
this session in that you're going to explore the value of each employee at every step of the patient's journey. So I really like the idea of putting a value, so to speak, on the employees and really identifying what they're doing, who those stakeholders are, what's going on along that journey. So talk to us about that, how you kind of came up with that concept and, and what it looks like in real life. Absolutely. So the backbone that we're going to frame our discussion around is the life cycle of the claim, which aligns very closely with the patient journey. And oftentimes, I find that when we talk about the life cycle, we're really discussing technology and processes. But most of the day, while it's often operations oriented, we are often talking about how to marry up those processes and technology. And we find that the people in your practice are actually that pivotal point of success. I like to use an analogy of a doorway. So if your operating system is the door and the frame of the door is your technology or tools, the hinges that actually help the door open and shut are the people in your practice. So if those hinges are out of alignment with either the door, your processes, or with the frame, your technology, then you have trouble getting that door to open and close smoothly. Once we get the people aligned with that framework, then you can really open that door as often as quickly as the growth in your practice requires. So to me, empowering and finding value for each employee throughout that entire life cycle becomes that hinge to keeping everything moving forward smoothly. That's a really cool analogy. I'm, I, I like that. Um, you've got a good way with words there and uh, storytelling. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, I want to, so you were talking about putting that value and really identifying the different players, so to speak, on the team, but then you also talk about MVPs in the practice. So how do you go about identifying and then amplifying and recognizing those MVPs? Absolutely. Great question. It's kind of a trick question, though, if you think about it, because there isn't just one MVP in your practice. That's like me having to pick as an administrator, which provider is my favorite. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do it. <laughs> um, but what I mean is that there is a key and pivotal function that someone is fulfilling in every segment of that life cycle or in your business. When we consider that each person on your team can be an MVP in their particular seat, that allows you to actually amplify everyone across the board. And I'm, I'm a millennial. I used to cringe saying that because there's this negative <laughs> connotation to the generational title. You know, oh, we only want a job that fulfills our purpose. Yeah. Now that so many millennials are managers and leaders, I am finding that we better understand that people don't necessarily need a purpose in their job. They don't have to have that level of fulfillment, but they do need to feel empowered to do it successfully. So to amplify anyone that is in the right seat, I think that's pivotal in this whole conversation is your MVPs, they have to be in the right seat. That's how you know they're an MVP in that particular role, but you have to empower them to do their job and to do it well. And I like to say that's kind of, it's built on three things in my mind. So you have to make sure that they have the tools to do their job, the knowledge and the know-how to do it well, and then they have to have expectations from you on what success looks like in their job. Once you've empowered them, get out of their way. Because ultimately, when you give someone those skills and tools and knowledge and then set the expectations, they will rise to the occasion nearly 99% of the time. So okay. it's going to be a little bit easy because you could say, oh, everybody's an MVP. But really, it's a matter of figuring <laughs> out, is everybody in that right seat? If so, then let's work on empowering them. Okay. Okay. 
that's that works for me so one of the other <laughs> things uh, that I, I i saw that you're going to be talking about and it definitely caught my attention is increasing cash flow with long-term sustainable results so not a quick fix there but something that is sustainable over time so where do practices do that well or where do they fall short in in keeping that cash flowing uh over the long term so a lot of practices i see leave money on the table at the front end of their practice um, in that patient journey, because they expect, and rightfully so, that the, the back end or the billing team will, quote, collect it eventually. Um, but is, as we all know, cash flow is important because we're trying to increase the speed to cash. We're trying to get there sooner because time value of money is important to consider. One of the pieces that we'll dive into in the presentation in May is that the scripts and BECS practices that can be utilized during your registration and your scheduling and your checkout process, there are a lot of best practices there to consider. Um, as a quick example, how you're asking questions of your patients during registration can be critical to thousands of dollars in cash flow. And there are always ways to automate the functionality in your PM system to help mitigate losses on the front end. A great way to do that, in case anyone hasn't done this yet, is to set up automated insurance verification in your PM system but to actually set it up with three steps. So a lot of times we set it up, we automate it, we move on. But if you're very strategic about that automation, you do it at the time of scheduling, at the time of patient appointment confirmation, and then again at check-in, it helps. It seems repetitive to do it three times, but once your team is, is able to understand why each time matters, it really helps to mitigate the loss of potential last minute cancellations, no shows, or worse, unpaid claims that you might end up experiencing if you otherwise didn't do it all three times. So I think that's just an example of an opportunity that practices miss and the potential to, to lose cash at that point in the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I heard you, if I heard you right, you you were talking about scripting um, and some of the uh, communication that can take mm -hmm. place. Uh, give us an idea of that. Do you, do you have uh, like ready-made scripts we do. Or practices. Yes. Okay. Um, and I can kind of give you, so in a great example for insurance verification, since we just talked about that is a lot of times when we're on the phone or when we're checking, let's go with check-in, right? We see this all the time. And I bet if anyone's listening, go, go listen in on your front office team as they check someone in and hear these words, they will say, Miss Smith, has anything changed since your last visit? No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. If you hear those words, your team needs to stop because ultimately anything we're asking the patient when they check in needs to be something that causes them to think about their answer. If we're just giving them, nope, we're good. I, I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So I don't remember the last time I was here and which address I gave you or email address, phone number, whatever. So being very strategic about saying, Miss Smith, are you still on ABC street? that ends up creating a much different dialogue and confirms data that allows us to really be clear as we're getting those key details, which are oftentimes why we see denials on the back end for incomplete information or things like that at check-in. So um, in the insurance verification space, a lot of times we'll say, has your insurance changed? Click the verification button in your system. And if it has changed, ask them to provide you with a new card. Um, don't expect them to remember that they got new insurance last month from their employer. They're still with the same employer, but employers change insurances. So it's very, 
you have to be very deliberate about how you ask questions of patients so that you're not setting the wrong expectation with them to remember to tell you about these changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's take this uh, to one more level then. Do you have a success story where you've worked with a practice that's, that really has had success using some of these best practices? Yes, actually, I have a great one that I quite like because it seems so simple. Um, and it, it lays really closely in with those scripts that we were just talking about. So time of service collections, collecting money when a patient checks in or checks out with you. I was actually working with a practice to implement a new tool that our team created. Um, and this was with a prior employer, but they created a tool that better estimated a patient's responsibility for their visit at the time of checkout. So it was a time of service collection tool. It was a great tool. Everyone agreed that it was helping them better collect and estimate what was really due but the collection numbers themselves weren't moving. We weren't seeing an increase. So I actually spent some time in the practice and realized that it was because of the phrase that everyone had learned to use at checkout. And I'm sure people have heard this before, but would you like to pay today? (laughs) They were asking permission basically of, do you wanna pay me? They were missing that one critical word in the phrase of how. So by adding that word, how would you like to pay? It no longer gave the, the patient the permission to say, I'm not, no, not today, I'm good. It changed the <laughs> entire dynamic. And so the team actually saw, and this was really exciting for me because you know I'm the one going, ah, it worked. Um, but they saw an immediate improvement. And in one month, they saw a five-figure increase. Now they were a larger practice, so it was nice to see that increase, but it actually worked so well, despite being so simple that we, we rolled it across the entire system and they collected $300,000 more in just one month across the system. So you can imagine something like that. We, it was immediately rolled out across all the other markets, but it was one of those things that, and it was with a lot of other you know, pieces of improvement, but it was a very interesting dynamic to see one word, one word, six figures. Wow. wow. Yeah. Love that. Love that. <laughs> so beyond that uh, success story, what are the KPIs you're interested in when you're looking at that front office and the workflows and that patient engagement? So I'll start by saying there are certainly countless KPIs and variations depending on specialty and growth goals and team structure. But at the very least, I always recommend assessing no-show and cancellation rates, your new patient mix, as well as just procedure and insurance mix in general. And then you can always watch denial trends to see what denials are consistently breaking through that are actually impacted by front-end processes. Um, A great one to consider is, you know, something we just talked about a little while ago, insurance verification, inactive policy denials. You know, those are big flags when you start seeing denials about front-end processes. The denials are really powerful, but I think one of the things you have to remember is that they are not often quick fixes. They're quick in the sense that, yes, I can change that workflow. They're not quick in the sense that it takes a little while for them to show up in your KPIs. So you have to have patience and a little bit of an ability to withstand some loss sometimes in those spaces. Um, But I do also kind of want people to consider that while most KPIs are rear view mirror metrics, keep that in mind whenever you're looking at KPIs, I also recommend having a few that are forward-looking metrics, things that are really helping you forecast where your practice is going, whether it's seasonally or just in general with growth and look at things like percent booked out. You know, do you have a provider that maybe has an open schedule in two weeks completely from that point forward? 
things like that will really allow you to assess, okay, we need to work better on getting referrals in the door. We need to work better at making sure patients schedule their follow-up appointments at checkout. Little things like that actually end up really adding up over time to that sustainability in both cash flow and in just managing the practice. Okay. Final question then, do you have any resources you can share with our listeners who might want to know more about the front office, practice revenue, office flows, patient flows, patient engagement, yeah. anything out there? What, what kind of resources can you share with us? Of course, of course. So you can absolutely check out our website for tons of free resources, including our Clinicology Academy. Um, and then it, it might seem a little basic, but if you're not already familiar with the reports that exist in your own PM, PM system, highly recommend at least pulling some of those canned reports, start learning about how those are calculated, what numbers are going into those metrics. Um, and you can even reference some of the articles and resources that you find both on the MGMA site, on our website. And then if you're still stuck, call us. We are always happy to have those conversations, totally free, no charge, but we like getting people headed in that right direction. Um, and I personally know there's a lot of info out there and it can get overwhelming. So just having something that you can pinpoint down to and focus on is oftentimes the biggest piece to getting the ball rolling, so. Okay, perfect. Um, so Maria, I, I wanna thank you so much for joining us. I wanna remind everybody you are gonna be speaking at the operations conference in Austin, Texas. It'll be Friday, May 20th. That session again is, Let's see, that is Amplify, your front office MVP and improve practice revenue. Those are huge, huge topics to dig in on. So thank you so much. Thanks for the invitation, Daniel. I'm excited to join everyone in Austin soon. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Marie Stacks president of clinicology, a part of Boost Midwest. Marie is a featured speaker at this year's MGMA's Operations Conference. She'll be speaking on Friday, May 20th. We'd also like to thank IRIS and MGMA's Operations Conference for sponsoring this week's show. IRIS Retinal Imaging Exams help save the vision of patients with diabetic eye pathologies with a simple integrated technology solution. Go to retinalscreenings.com to learn more. The operations conference will be held May 19th through the 21st in Austin, Texas, and it will gather business leaders and professionals from across the healthcare industry to discuss optimized medical practice operations that address some of the biggest challenges facing healthcare organizations today. Go to mgma.com events to register. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com listen. And if you wanna to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com or you can find me on twitter at mgma daniel stay safe and thanks for listening hi this is Declan mcgee one of the producers for the mgma insights podcast if you like the work we're doing please consider becoming an mgma member learn more at mgma.com slash membership thanks